Hi guys, welcome back to the show. So in today's episode, we are going to tackle emotional eating and kind of break down what it is and some things you can do to make it a little bit better. And so before we start the episode, I want to remind you that I have a free Facebook community, Whole Health Empowerment Project on Facebook, completely free. If you are a woman who is, you know, trying to make some health changes and you need some support, or you feel like, you know, you kind of know what to do, but you just want to have a community of women, I'd love to see you over there. Again, completely free group and, you know, it's a starting group, so you could be one of the original members and help you know, create and build the community that you, that you wish that you had online. So I'd love to have you over there, whole health empowerment project over on Facebook. So for today's episode, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the different kinds of eating and how to manage it and just all the things. And so right now I'm in the middle of creating a course all about food freedom. And I realized that I'm not sure that I ever really addressed emotional eating. I think that we talk about it periphery in some of the episodes, but never like just about emotional eating. And so I think that is something that probably most of you and myself included, most all of us probably struggle with. And so I just wanted to kind of touch base with you and talk to you a little bit more about what emotional eating is and just some ways to really tackle emotional eating. So when we talk about emotional eating, what does that even mean? Well, emotional eating is typically, you know, what we do when we're trying to find comfort in food. So for most people, it's that you are avoiding or you're like avoiding feeling something or perhaps you're eating to alleviate a burden that you have or a feeling that you have. Um, Perhaps you're trying to soothe an emotion that you have or maybe suppress an emotion that you have. Um, and so, you know, that could be any emotion. It could be, you could be really happy and you could be emotionally eating because you're happy and excited and you can be really sad and emotionally eat, right? I think that's where the big thing is. People say that they emotionally eat, but you can also emotionally eat for really any emotion. I mean, you could emotionally eat because you're avoiding doing something. You could be emotionally eating because you're stressed. You could be emotionally eating because you're procrastinating. There's lots of, lots of different reasons why people emotionally eat. And so, you know, with emotional eating, that can be like women do it, men do it. I think that's something that we all do or most people do because it's a way to alleviate or unburden whatever it is that you're feeling. And, you know, because food is such a part of our our life and because we have to consume, we mostly do consume probably at least three meals a day, it's more likely that you may emotionally eat as opposed to doing something else to distract yourself from whatever feeling you're you do or don't want to feel because you just have more access to it because it's food and it's always around so when it comes to emotional eating you know I think that now that we've kind of like identified what emotional eating is I think it's really trying to figure out what to do with that right so 
I wanted to talk about that today and just kind of like what's important when it comes to emotional eating and, and, and what we can do about it to try to see, A, that you are emotionally eating and identifying the emotions that are evolved and then trying to, trying to troubleshoot some ways that you can um, refocus your thinking really like and distracting you away from eating to manage your feelings but really you know using something that's a non-food approach to really get to either the root of what's happening in terms of your feeling or to kind of just help manage whatever it is that's going on so the first thing I would say to do when we talk about emotionally eating is really trying to figure out what the emotion is and identifying when you're emotionally eating right So it's very hard to identify emotional eating. I feel like a lot of times we know that we do it, but maybe we're not like that conscious of it. It could be something that it's like very vaguely in the back of your head, you know that you're doing it, but maybe you don't see that there's a pattern in it because you're not really paying that much attention to it. And so I would say the first thing to do is really to identify if you're emotionally eating and when you're emotionally eating and kind of trying to figure out what the root of that emotional eating is. And so I find that what really helps is to keep track of what you're eating um, and really trying to figure out the emotions involved in that. So when I talk about keeping track of what you're eating, I'm just talking about like not writing things down and doing like a a precise calorie count or anything like that. I'm really just talking about, you know, writing down the food that you're eating and then next to it, identifying any emotions that you have. And so the really the only way that this works though, is if you're able to have like a non-judgmental approach to the eating process. So I think a lot of people, and again, I've been guilty of this myself where You know, you almost don't want to write down your food because you feel like you're judging yourself. And my gosh, what if somebody else sees what I'm eating? So it's not meant to do any of those things. And honestly, most likely nobody is looking at what you're eating and it would only be you. Um, But for sure, like if if that's going to cause too much judgment, judgment for you and and you're really going to focus on numbers, then perhaps that's not the best way to go. But I would say somewhere write it down what the emotion is so it doesn't have to be the food that you eat and the emotions it's just that you have a place that you're able to identify what emotions come up so if you're not somebody who can write the food and emotions together that's totally fine but maybe you just maybe you keep like a journal or something next to you even if it's your iPhone and trying to trying to figure out like okay um, this is the emotions that I'm feeling today Because the process of writing down the emotions is important because it can really get you to a place that you can really start to like identify any patterns when it comes to emotional eating, right? So it's going to be very hard to identify the patterns if you don't actually get them out of your head and write them down. So that would be probably the first thing that I would say to do is to just get whatever emotion you have, get it on paper in some capacity or just somewhere out of your head so that you can see what the emotions are. And then next, I would say number two for emotional eating is if you can actually, if you're at a place that you're not judgmental and to figure out what it is that you're eating and trying to identify the emotion next to it. So 
you know, this doesn't even have to be like, this can be an easy way where you're just writing it down in a book. And in one column, you write down the food. And then in the other column, you write down the emotion. And then it's just a way to further identify, um, you know, the link between the eating and the emotion. So the first step is just identifying if the emotion is present and when it's present during the day. And then the second step is identifying what food, you know, is present during that time to see if there's a link. So what that will help identify is some of the foods that you may crave when you feel a certain way. So for instance, if you look at your day and you're really stressed from work and then you go back and you look, oh gosh, I ate some chips or I reached for some cookies. It's totally fine that you did that. Again, it's not meant to be judgmental. It's meant to show that there's a link between the two. That perhaps you, you know, because you are stressed, you're then, you know, finding something that's going to, like, that's going to alleviate or help alleviate that stress for a moment. And maybe it is that the cookies will do it. So what that does, linking the two together, the food and the actual behavior, it helps you, you know, it helps you A, be more conscious of your emotions and it really helps you identify and just kind of see what is actually happening when it comes to behaviors. Again, it's not meant to be it's not meant to be judgmental. So if you are somebody who have a really hard time with writing that down, or you feel like, you know, you have a history of an eating disorder, there are great apps that you can use that will help you with this process. You know, two of them, I've only used one of these, but two of them get really good, um, get really good reviews. And I know that they're used, they're used a lot of times when it comes to food. So instead of like a MyFitnessPal, which is an app that, you know, you can log your food and your calories and you can keep track, MyFitnessPal doesn't take into account a place for your emotions. It's just really the foods that you're eating and the calories. And so since we're trying to get away from that and we're trying to really focus on, you know, how it is that you're feeling when you eat these foods and what it is that you're trying to avoid or the feeling that you don't want to feel, then it will probably be helpful to have something else in terms of an app that doesn't have that calorie range listed. And so two of the apps that we, that I wanted to talk about were the Rise Up and Recover app and the 8ATE Food Diary um, app. So I'll leave these, the, um, I'll leave both of these names and the link to them in the show notes. But basically the gist of these apps or why they work is some of the apps, you just take a picture of whatever it is that you're eating. So it's super easy in that way. And then you just write down the emotion that you feel. But really it's just so that you can start to identify the feeling that you have or the underlying emotion and trying to kind of relate to see if that has any link and if there is any like if there's any unhealthy behavior or behavior that you don't want to do any longer happening when it comes to emotional eating another thing that you know writing down the emotion and the food is helpful for is that it can really start to show you any of the cues that are going on internally and it can also help you identify if you're hungry or not right so I think a lot of times when we feel these emotions you know whatever they are whether it is you're happy or you're sad or you're tired or you're bored or you're lonely 
it feels like I'm sure for a lot of you, you're probably not even hungry. It's more of like a reflex response because it will soothe something in you or suppress something in you at that particular moment. And so writing it down and having the emotion with it will really kind of let you see how they're linked and really kind of help you figure out like what it is, the emotion that you're having. And then also if you're truly hungry in that instance, because that's where real change happens when it comes to our behavior around eating. It's really starting to identify if you're hungry, because I think a lot of us are ingrained to just eat like because it's a habit and we eat the same times not because we're hungry but because we you know because it's a habit and it's been something that we've always done and so when it comes to emotional eating I believe it's the same way it's we're eating because we feel good but there may not be a true hunger involved in there and so writing it down and allowing to see what you're eating what soothes you and what emotion is involved will really start to also help you figure out if you're hungry Because if you're not hungry, then what will really work is to have a non-food approach to uh, to dealing with the emotion that you have that's probably going to give you much more of a long-term satisfaction or at least some long-term relief to the emotion versus eating. With emotional eating, it gets tricky because it, it starts a cycle for a lot of people and it doesn't really provide a lot of relief. So I don't know that you ever noticed that, but like say you grab cookies because you are stressed and you don't really know where to start in life or a project that you have at work, right? And maybe you have some anxiety in there too. So if you grab a cookie, sure, it may make you feel really good in that moment, but in the long term, it probably isn't. What ends up happening with emotional eating is it usually feels good. It's this cycle where you eat something, the emotion is, you know, minimized for that particular moment. And then over time, you know, for that moment, you may feel better, right? But then as, as you continue to feel the emotion, then you continue to start the cycle of eating again, because you've gotten this hit of dopamine that makes you feel really good in that moment and you've gotten relief. But the relief usually isn't long lasting. So then what happens is, is then you're eating more cookies to get the same feeling of relief. Where if you're able to identify, oh my gosh, when I'm anxious and stressed, I really need something a little bit better that will help me manage that. And then for instance, maybe that's a non-food way. So maybe that's like you go for a walk. Well, that's probably A, going to help you break the cycle of emotional eating. And it's going to give you much more long lasting um, sense of relief from whatever emotion it is that you're feeling. So that's why, you know, first identifying the emotion and then identifying the emotion and the food, kind of what you're eating each day is really helpful. And then the third thing, which is the last thing that I would say, would be to manage your stress, which is way easier said than done. But we've done a lot of episodes on managing stress and having self-care. But why managing stress is really, really important is when it comes to intuitive eating and when it comes to you know, wanting to listen to your body and really let your body tell you how you're feeling and how to eat. It's really hard to do that when you're 
when you're in a place that you're feeling a lot of emotions. And so a better way that you can become more in tune with your body is to manage stress because if you're able to do that, then you're able to tap more into how you're feeling at that moment. I think if you're like me, right, I get very anxious and I get stressed, which is why I'm using those examples in this in this episode. And so, you know, I know that if I am able to manage my stress, then I can be more in tune with how I'm eating that particular day because I'm more in tune with how I'm feeling. But when my anxiety is really high, it's very hard for me to manage those feelings and even really want to have those health changes because I just want to feel better in that moment and my health ends up being secondary. So perhaps that is you too, right? So managing stress, however that is for you, is going to be something that's going to be really important when it comes to being able to identify the emotions and to manage them. And for emotional eating, you want to you know, have a focus that's a non-food approach so that you can really, you know, deal with the emotions that you're having and and provide longer term um, relief to that feeling. The other thing with managing stress is it, it is whatever it is that you, that whatever it is that makes you feel better. So, you know, for somebody, for, for one person, it might be walking. For somebody else, it might be meditating. For somebody else, it might be reading a book. So it's just that you get into the space that you are taking care of yourself because self-care and managing stress, you know, is, is going to be really pivotal in terms of managing emotional eating too. Because the emotional eating is you know, it, it's because maybe you're trying to avoid dealing with those, whatever feeling it is that you're having. And so overall to minimize the emotional eating that you're doing, you're going to have to manage stress so that you can underlie, because dealing with that underlying emotion is really going to be the thing that stops the emotional eating or minimizes it. So, you know, the last thing I would say would be to, if you really feel like you're having a hard time when it comes to emotional eating, to seek out a therapist. You know, I talk about that here all the time. And so, you know, if especially with emotional eating, if it's been something that you've been doing for 20 or 30 years, it might be really hard for you to get into a place that you feel like you can manage it on your own. And so, my gosh, I would encourage you that if you felt like you needed help with that, to seek out a, a mental health professional. Because I'm, I'm sure that that would be something that would really be beneficial for your life, especially when it comes to emotional eating. So if you feel like you're in a place that you want to, you know, really take control and manage your stress, I did a whole series on self-care. I think I did like six episodes, a couple episodes back. Um, and it talked about all different kinds of self-care because it's a really big, um, you know, there's like the easy things like getting a pedicure. And then there's the other things that are like putting boundaries up. So it it can be a wide variety of things when it comes to self-care. So I kind of really broke that down and I'll leave all that information in the show notes. 
if you are interested in meditating, I mean, I've done an episode on that. Um, and I can leave that link in the bio too. So whatever it is that you need to do to manage those feelings, I would encourage you to do because you will feel so much better and you will feel like you have more control of how you're eating and you'll feel like you have more control over your overall emotions in general. And then you'll probably feel a whole lot better. So I hope that, you know, you remember that all of this process when it comes to eating is just trying to be a little bit better each day. I never say like, oh yeah, let's make these huge health changes. And I don't really think they happen overnight. I think it takes time, but I encourage you to do, even if it's just one thing today for your health, just do it because over time you will get such a compound effect and benefit for doing that. And it's just about being 1% better each day and just taking it as little as you can do, whatever you do, it's enough. But just so that you start thinking about, you know, how it is your lifestyle is now and how maybe you can make a little bit of a difference. And if you need help with that, you know, come on over to my free Facebook group and, you can find me in there and I'll be, I'll help you any way that you can. And if you want coaching, I do coaching too. So I will see you guys back here next week and I will be digging more into this whole emotional eating and just eating in general. So I'll see you guys back here next week and I hope you have a good couple of days. Take care.